So what we do on Let Us Explain is dive deep on something we can't stop thinking about for other people who can't stop thinking about that thing, too. That means we'll be talking about anything and everything, and sometimes that includes spoilers. But before we jump into the spoiler zone, we wanted to talk more generally about Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he just took the bus from Philly to New York City, it's Arturo Zurita! Not during this time. I would not take the bus. I would not win that on a boat, on a plane, on a anything. But now I'm excited yeah, to be here. Uh, I'm really excited to have Amanda back. She's practically a part of the the Intercup podcast. I think she has yeah, more. She's episodes like our than cousin me. along for the I ride like here. I like it. Yeah. You know, like when you Amanda check the, the uh, you yeah. check the IMDb stuff and like how many episodes they've been in, and you see like a side character's got more episodes than the main like character. Main character. <laughs> point. Yeah. Like, why didn't they up her to series regular? I don't get yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> But no, we're excited so, to have you here, Amanda. Thank you. Yeah, thank Glad you for joining you. us. Uh, never rarely. Up, sorry, Amanda's gonna blow up more than all of us. I just had to give her the shout out here <laughs> because <laughs> we have her right now while we still can. You yeah, know, because she's gonna we, be an international we, uh, star. I'll always, to make <laughs> I'll always make time for intercut. Always make time. She'll be here for the sequel. Never, rarely, <laughs> ever. Never, rarely, sometimes, always is Eliza Hittman's intimate portrayal of the journey that two teenage girls take to seek medical help after an unintended pregnancy. Autumn, played by newcomer Sydney Flanagan, is a bit of an outcast in her suburban Pennsylvania community. When she learns she's pregnant, her cousin Skylar, portrayed by Talia Ryder, travels with her by bus to New York City, where they seek to get an abortion for Autumn. Never, rarely, sometimes, always is a raw look at an issue facing many young people. Amanda... How do you feel about the way that Hitman's film navigates what could be very tricky subject matter? I think the the real merit of this film is just how real the whole thing feels. It, it's not trying to make anything overly dramatic. It's just a very honest account of all of the different obstacles that somebody going through the situation might encounter from like start to finish. Uh, it's not trying mm-hmm. to glorify anything. It's not trying to push any specific narrative it's just an honest account of everything that happens from from start to finish totally uh i feel like there's a a lack of judgment on the characters yep. in this movie who are all kind of just doing what they can in their situations and uh maybe there are ways in which we wish people could do more or or wish uh that things were easier, but like you, you understand where everybody's coming from. And I, I love the way that uh, you kind of just feel like you're on fly on the wall. Like mm-hmm. these are conversations that are just kind of happening and, and not necessarily being dr- dramatized. Uh, it feels yeah. very real. It doesn't feel, uh, you know, melodramatic in, in that sense. It, it makes you feel the experience that these two are going through. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just something like the one of the other big ones dealing with the subject matter was obviously Juno, um, mm-hmm. that obviously mm-hmm. is a lot more quirky, a lot more stylized, a lot more dialogue, quirk heavy uh, in that kind of like indie darling way. This just feels like just reality. And like you said, I think fly on the wall is probably the best way to describe it. And that's not to make it sound uninteresting in any way. It's just very real. Mm hmm. And it's worth mentioning, so the film, as I was saying, takes place pr- uh, first in Pennsylvania and then in New York. Pennsylvania is a state where abortions are legal, but minors need consent of their parents and to wait 24 hours in order to get the procedure done. Not only that, but outside of the major cities, Pennsylvania is a fairly conservative state where there isn't strong support for abortion rights. So you kind of get that 
experience through her kind of uneasiness uh, in, in sort of admitting to her situation at the first. Mm-hmm. New York, on the other hand, does allow minors to get an abortion without consulting their parents, which is the reason for their journey. And the the lack of editorializing in Never Rarely, Sometimes Always kind of clues you into the systemic failures in a really, really emotional way in that you see all the hoops that she's forced to jump through in this situation because there's just this like lack of empathy around her in her situation and that's the real tragedy of the movie is uh mm-hmm. how it's able to be a, a series of indignities that amounts to this one huge tragedy i feel like yeah absolutely art uh what was your impression of of hitman's movie um <clears throat> i just realized she did it felt like love which I yes. saw, like, back when I started the A to Z show. That was one of the small movies. And it had the quote I would always use. I was like, this is a really good movie uh, where I can't wait to see what the director does next. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think Beatrice is a really good movie. Also on the Shadow Sundance. Yeah. yeah. She made some episodes of um, High Maintenance. Uh, High Maintenance. Well as, uh, exactly. She did the, yeah, she did the one with, the, uh, with um, what's his name? The Beast. <laughs> what's his name was in it. Uh, and then did some of 13 Reasons, but then did this one right here, and I think this one's a damn near masterpiece. I think the mm-hmm. patience that she showcases in her direction, and like you were saying, there's some there's some dialogue that doesn't need to be said, and a lot of people yeah. are going to go in here thinking, it's like, oh, they ain't even, why wouldn't they speak during that moment? They did. You just don't have to speak with your voice. You, you showcase it. That, that, and that's the whole point of this movie. It's showcasing actions something. Mean more, like, the actions mean more 100%. than words can ever mean. Yeah, easily. There is so much unspoken, uh, not only between the main characters, but uh, just Autumn not really speaking much about her situation. Uh, Yes. There is a really um, amazing scene later in the film that I think we'll talk about in more detail later in this video Mm -hmm. where she goes from kind of being a blank expression to sort of showing a bit of vulnerability, crying a little bit. But you can tell that she's she's not willing to dive into her own hurt her own Mm -hmm. uh wounds Mm -hmm. and and just the way that the film is able to to illustrate that without you know getting explicit into what actually went wrong i think both uh is more heartbreaking and might make the story feel a little bit more universal because you know this is a situation that a lot of people find themselves in and Mm -hmm. uh i feel like the way in which Hitman is able to portray the the story um, just go, goes to show the ways in which uh, it, our system kind of lacks compassion along the way. Um, yeah. all, all the all the different difficulties that Autumn faces. It, it's just uh, you know we we pride ourselves on being kind of like a modern uh, civilized society, and and mm-hmm. uh, I think. Never really, sometimes, always points out ways in which we're not. Yeah. No, absolutely. I also think that her not like exploit. I feel like a lot of these movies exploit. We've seen and mm-hmm. talked about right before this, because uh, you get two different perspectives when it comes to a movie like this, depending mm-hmm. on what side you're on. And I know you were saying earlier, like that this movie isn't necessarily for people who may not be pro it, but without getting into spoilers, which we'll mention a little bit later, um, they do a thing where they never exploit who she is or like oh my goodness it's for this it's for that you see a little bit of her life in pennsylvania mm-hmm. and it's like it, this thing could be alabama for all i know she's working in a little right. convenience store yep. you know the guy who's working there isn't necessarily the nicest you see the problems back at home yeah. and all of that is just like you said it's almost like she's not doing anything 
until she gets yeah. to a certain scene, and then you start thinking back, why isn't she answering this question? Well, what's well, the only interaction we've seen her at that position, or at Absolutely. that position, or yeah. with this person, or with that person? And I think that there's a part of this movie where if you had the balls to go see Joker, and you don't agree with that character, then I think you could go see a movie that's following the human experience, whether you agree with the decision or not at the end, uh, especially because if you watch the movie, depending on whatever your own personal belief is, I am pretty sure this will find a way for you to root with the actual uh, character and what they're mm -hmm. going through. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about what Eliza said about how she actually made this movie by being in the movie herself, by doing right. the movie. I mean, she's done some really interesting things in trying to put this movie together. One of the things that she did was she actually uh, tried to take this bus journey, sort of mm -hmm. to put herself in her character's shoes as a form of research. Um, I know also that she first met uh, Sidney Flanagan when Sidney was only 14 years old yeah. and has been waiting a few years to cast Told her. her in something. I'm going to get you for something. And yeah. did? Uh, and just, you know, what a debut uh, performance here from Sidney Flanagan. You know, we, we uh, tend to not hold on to early performances uh, when it comes to award season, but I definitely hope she's not forgotten You're right. uh, later in the year. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if you had anything else about uh, what Eliza Hittman did in order to make this film. Uh, Amanda and I can go off. I know one of my favorite ones <laughs> was when she said she was on the bus and she's like, that, that person right there. I wonder if my character ever interacted with that person, that stranger there on the bus, what would happen? And that becomes yeah. a storyline in the movie. Yeah, it And where that goes, it's, it's really intriguing. It's entertaining. Uh, Which all really else. adds to the lived-in feel of this yeah. film. She um, went to the centers. Yeah. Right, the different Planned Parenthood centers. and uh, I think uh, one thing that you sort of touched on, uh, thinking about her experience towards the beginning of the film, you know, it, there's no big blow up or confrontation. Nope. But her her father shows a lack of kindness towards her, and you see she's kind of getting uh, jeered at by other people who she goes to school with. Uh, even when she does consult a doctor in her town and find out she's pregnant, you know they don't even really want to. Uh, broach the subject of abortion and they show that vi that old video of like yeah. they've already uh, made up their minds yeah. yeah yeah exactly like it it's these like small small ways in which people aren't willing to be kind to her or willing to meet her halfway or help her mm -hmm. uh, i think uh shows what a what a clever uh hand uh eliza hitman has when navigating this movie because it's a lot of times it isn't stuff like that. It isn't, it isn't the, uh, rather, it's not the uh, big dramatic stuff that will make you uncomfortable, but just that lack of sense of belonging, right? Yes. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's like a feeling of alienation almost from like every everyone around you. Uh, so it's it's you take the part where it's like the normal aspect of feeling alienated in high school anyways, and yeah. then you're amplifying that. And then once she kind of like figures out that there's something going on with her that's like an extra layer of something that she feels sets her apart from everyone else around her and I, I almost feel like she's so quiet all the time because she's never really been asked before how she feels about things mm -hmm. and that's why when it finally happens when somebody actually tries to ask like are you okay all yeah. these different things she doesn't know how to respond she actually she doesn't has, have the words for it she doesn't have the words so she just, you just see the visual you see the change in her face you see the tears and how uh. she immediately tries to push them away because the dad clearly created an environment where like he would just call her like a baby and stuff and call her like a whiny brat so she's just responding in the only way she's yep. ever known how even though there is somebody 
in front of her that is genuinely trying to care and offer help. She just doesn't know how to respond Can't to Can't comprehend it. that. Yeah, she's never yeah. experienced that. I know we'll probably get into the spoilers in a, in a couple of minutes, yeah. but backing off of what you had said there, it's almost like the you know you expect the coldness once you get to the abortion center, right? Yeah. Brick, concrete wall, whatever it is. Yeah. But the entire the entirety of her in Philadelphia is like she's already in that coldness in the abortion mm-hmm. center. It isn't until she gets to the abortion center that, that someone warmth. finally asks her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How like, are you are doing? You okay. What's like, up? How like, are you doing? <laughs> yeah. We need to ask these questions here yeah it's kind of yeah it's it's and, insane and the amount of time that the film goes without really investigating her emotional well-being i think adds to just the the punch gut punch it is mm-hmm. once she finally gets there because you see just she's had to push all this down for the duration that we've been with her i think it's so clever mm-hmm. uh that as well as you know they have this uh, they have this interesting thing where they're carrying around a suitcase uh, between the yeah. two of them mm-hmm. uh, and they have to drag it around New York City and up the stairs of the subway and down different streets as they go from doctor's office to doctor's office mm-hmm. and it, you know, just as a representation of the baggage they're carrying with them yep. how, how yeah. difficult it is to traverse uh, in their situation being these teenagers without like a, a home or a hotel to go to yeah they're uh, not city girls it's really yeah. brilliant filmmaking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really good. Uh, and I think it all climaxes to that one point where you get the title come into play. And yeah. you get a performance, you know. This is a right. long take done. It doesn't, a long take doesn't need to even have the camera move is what people don't understand. Yeah. The acting so let's, in her face. Let's talk a little about that scene. And I think in order to do so, we want to open this thing up to uh, some spoilers. There's not a whole lot to spoil here. But I, I think to talk about the specifics uh, in a way uh, that might be more beneficial if you've seen the film. So yeah. if you haven't seen the movie or recommend it. your thing, uh, we recommend it highly. And you can check a spoiler-free edition of Intercut, including the 2020 Sundance uh, recap, in which we talked about this movie's as well as a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to talk about greater detail, specifically the scene where the movie's title comes from, uh, is an interview she has at Planned Parenthood with a social worker of some kind, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, basically on background, on uh, finding out how she, why she's there for her visit, uh, and she's asked to answer several personal, increasingly personal questions yep. with the uh, responses, never, rarely, sometimes, sometimes. always. always. Uh, and it becomes this really interesting way of giving us a little bit of her her character's backstory without having the character necessarily speak it. She's just answering questions, or even when she's not answering questions, the the difficulty she has in choosing a response indicates her her unease or uh, experience regarding you know whether it, it's her relationships, whether it's the amount of control she's had over her relationships, whether she's abu- been abused in those relationships, and it's such a heartbreaking scene. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the standout of the film, I'd say. Sydney Flanagan hasn't been in anything else. No, nothing else. So this would be her, this would be her debut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was uh, what was the one from I think last year or two years ago where they were living Leave No Trace? Yeah. Oh, uh, Thomas McKenzie. Mm-hmm. She got nothing from it, but that role like blew her up in my eyes and everything else she's been in since even if i don't like the movie she's fantastic mm-hmm. she's I, I i see this movie as being last if you like leave no trace from last year i think this has the direction and performance that uh, Mackenzie had in that even yeah. more than that one that did get a lot of praise for her performance was winter's bone 
Yeah. I think this is a much better movie, and some people would disagree with me because this is a lot slower. It's a lot more patient. I know a lot of people got restless, and I worry that some people think that it being quiet means it's not engaging. That's not the right. case at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I, I see her performance up there with even um, what's her Lawrence, name in Jeff Winter's Lawrence? Bone. Yeah. Lawrence, yeah, which was uh, an Oscar-nominated performance. So. Yep. Wait, didn't yeah. she win for that? I think uh, she no, just got she, nominated, but it yeah. literally, you know, after that, yeah. every other that year was, she was getting the nomination. Yeah. It went from there to Hunger Games, so it was a huge, huge step. Huge, yeah, absolutely. And then the she Ma- eventually won for Silver yeah. Linings. Right, it was Silver Linings she won for. Yeah, Mackenzie yeah. didn't get it, though, so I'm hoping, you know, I don't know if this one will be it for her, yeah. but... Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd, ho- I'd hope at least the Indie Spirit Awards or something definitely. like that recognizes this performance. And not mm-hmm. only her, but I thought uh, Talia Ryder as her cousin. Let's talk about that. We're in yeah. spoilers. There's one yeah. scene that she- all of us came out loving. We all just came mm-hmm. out and we said, the hands. Yeah, so there's a, an emotional moment later in the film mm-hmm. in which uh, the girls are sort of at their end, at their ends without money, without a place to go, and there's this boy that they... Uh, had met on the trip up who they decide to call even though neither of them are really interested in mm-hmm. actually spending time with him. Mm-hmm. And Skylar is, is sort of puts herself, uh, like bites the bullet or I don't know even how you would say it in she sort of stringing him along. She is the best friend you could have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just the, the ride or die that... Yes. Uh, cool. she and she does a really lot, because before that, we are, we're in spoiler now, so... Yeah, yeah. But she steals money. Well, actually, this is in the trailer, too. She steals money from the register when they're working, so they have enough to get True. there. So yeah. she does the whole thing. She's counting the bills, and every second bill, she's stuffing one in her pocket. So, and this so, is the thing. A lot of people, like, have her a dialogue. Her eyes said it. That's say something, something on People are like, why say didn't something. she apologize? This is for you. And I'm like, she didn't need to apologize. She's hiding behind a interacted with a... <laughs> Holding Thank her you. hand to let her know that it's okay and to let her yeah. know that she's thanking her. Like, that is so yeah. much more emotionally impactful than anything that's that could have been verbalized. Throughout yep. the movie, uh, Skylar is the one really sticking up for Autumn. The uh, the other, you know, young woman who can kind of empathize with being in that position. And, and just again and again, is you know, whether it's the grocery store or whether it's the... the uh, scummy manager. T- yeah, yeah. It, she she's the one who fights for autumn when autumn doesn't seem able to fight i guess yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. there is an element to the film that maybe feels a little like uh i i don't want lacking is the wrong word unfulfilling is also the wrong word but you uh, I, that we were talking about of how you don't get that emotional exchange you don't get that catharsis of her mm-hmm. being thanked but you do get it, it like you were saying there's uh, there's these shots where you see uh, she can't speak it, but she feels it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's so much more eloquent to, to speak it through, you know, a handhold around a column mm-hmm. or, yeah. or, or just, you know, glances at one another that she's so thankful for, uh, for Skylar in those moments. Yeah. Cause in the Q and a people literally asked that they asked two questions. And one of them from what I remember, cause we recorded it, uh, was, one, whose baby is it? Which I'm sure we'll get to because I thought Which it was blatantly obvious. obvious. And, and the reason why I say that if you're a mister, oh, well, I don't believe in this unless, well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you what? will follow her journey in this. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There is the, the, they asked about, you know, the hand thing. The never, rarely, always, sometimes scene when she's being asked all those questions, which Eliza even said, I find out later that there's actually an extra word. Because, again, she named it after the answer. Yeah. Is it yeah. never? Is it rarely? Is it sometimes? Is it always? So good. 
Yeah. I Fantastic. think they also ask you occasionally. But. Yeah. And then she was like, ah, I already printed out the stuff. We already had it on the slate, and yeah. I didn't want to add it. I liked it the way it was. Uh, Zach has a joke about this because there's another movie coming out same month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, sometime, sometimes, it, it's always? sometimes always. Sometimes always. Sometimes always. Never is coming out in April. Which how I, these movies happen just so implore, close to one another? Yeah. I'll never understand. Maybe some of you left the spoiler section, went to go see the wrong movie, and are now back here. <laughs> if in <laughs> case you saw you something about? that the yeah, not- this is not the one with Bill Nye. <laughs> Dude, yes. apparently just I'm so not you know. no tour because I just don't understand how this man was supposed to be a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, what am I missing here? They were yeah. never in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, no, when it comes to that scene right there, you know when. She's being asked all those questions. She never, she doesn't know how to respond. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Amanda broke down perfectly. So when it comes to her friend, would you want a a Hallmark card? That what she did right there was the biggest thank you. It would be out of character. It's teenagers that don't understand how to express their emotions because they're so overwhelmed. Because like, it's so many levels. She's overwhelmed because she's dealing with a pregnancy without the support of her family. Well, it's her cousin, but without the support of people that should have been able to be there for her, but she feels like she can't turn to. She's dealing with it in a city that she doesn't know, in a place where she can't sleep. She has to go for two different procedures because she, she was lied to or misled about yes. how far along she was because she yep. went to a clinic that wasn't oh, actually a medical right. center. So she thought, she, they were like, you're only this far along. And they're like, you're actually like like two months along, not right. like, you know. And they actually, also yeah. legitimately lied to her. Yeah, lied mm-hmm. to her. But I don't know if they lied or if it's because they aren't actually certified to read that. St- I think it might have been a right. mix, but it's hard to say. I honestly just think it's because it's like a lack of training and it was just somebody running this fake little clinic because she gave them, they were literally used like what you could go to freaking Walmart for to test the pregnancy. Right. So you, That's right. Like, she, she she could have done this herself. So she it's goes like in there, she basically pays just all that money. It just shows you the sheer level of lack of care and support she had going into this. So like by the time she hits New York and is now dealing with all of these emotions and having somebody trying to ask her what's wrong and she can't verbalize it of course she's not going to be able to verbalize it to her cousin after that Beautiful, moment. Yeah. That hand holding be- is the most. And beyond that, I think, you know, not only can't she talk about it because it's so emotional, but I think part of the point is she can't talk about it because we don't have, she doesn't have the words to talk about it because we don't talk about it collectively, societally. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, she has all these people in Pennsylvania around her who she doesn't feel like she can approach with the subject because they don't want to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's maybe part of the bigger point that Eliza Hittman is trying to make with this movie here is Mm -hmm. like how, how uncomfortable these discussions often become and and how unproductive they sometimes are. Yeah, absolutely. Cause sometimes people just need it. I need this from like the emotional support side. I don't need this to turn into some kind of like agenda. I just need to tell you what's going on, what's going on in my head, how I feel. I don't need you to take it in a different direction right now. Mm-hmm. I think he has killed it. Yeah. Like Amanda said, her beautiful breakdown, just on <laughs> yeah. like all everything she had from family side. And then what Zach was saying earlier, I think yeah. you emphasize it even more about how like the, Zach was saying the institution, like the systemic yeah, part the of it. Yeah, the whole systemic when part. You go, when you go to the part that the doctor that's supposed to, you're supposed to trust and you're like, how? Your Walmart thing had me off how many weeks? Yeah, exactly. Because like they do, yeah, you know, they get the Walmart thing. And then they do a little ultrasound to go and she's to. like, oh, you're about like 10 weeks. And then she gets there and it's like, oh, you're actually like 18 weeks. So you're a lot The only person along. looking and out to like, you is what? Probably two months younger than you. And that's yeah. the only other person you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's you an incredible movie. Yeah. You mentioned the idea of like not knowing who the identity of the father is. I think uh, for for one, I don't, I don't think, think it it's important at Thank all you. to the story. Uh, I agree. I and for two... <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Thank you. It's also so obvious. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe you want to argue that it's like a friend of the dude who she throws water on in the beginning of the movie, but but this is exactly why Eliza is such a great director with her restraint. All of us, yeah. I think, would want to be like, oh, let's just hint at it or make it something. She's like, no. Okay, yeah, but like with the scene with the cousin, maybe actually, no. The restraint she has is, while I was watching the movie, I will never be able to direct a movie like this. Mm -hmm. Even if the subject matter was more something that I knew, Eliza is on one with this movie, and I really don't want people to confuse this with it being boring. Maybe it'll take you 10 years to get, because I can tell you, 2013 me would not be able to appreciate this movie. Yeah, that's fair. Then then 2020 me is able to watch it right now, because there's... The detail and the restraint that she goes into with this movie, like you were saying, mm-hmm. I uh, I wonder if somebody asked who the father who the father was because they were hoping in some sick way that it was like the dad because he's abusive in some way, right? Maybe. Like right. if you have some weirdo in the crowd, like I don't, you know, I don't. This isn't something I normally support, but like if I could find out who the father was, maybe father I would. Father is, then it'll be okay. That's why I was saying that yeah, a lot exactly. of people are gonna go into this movie and they'll be like, oh, this is all wrong. Oh, was it the was it de- okay? And then I'll be okay with it. And that, like Zach said, when that becomes the reason for it, it's it's let the discussion be had. It's yeah. you know that's what I think she leaves it open for you to have. It's an experience. It's an emo- she uses cinema for what it's supposed to be. She's not here to give you propaganda. She's here to make you feel the emotions of this character and what they're yeah, going what's through. The, and you what's feel the Roger it. Ebert quote that cinema is like the great empathy machine? Yes, literally. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. If you can't have people feel, I have people going is I don't agree with this. Joker was in your top three. I don't think you agree <laughs> yeah, with like, him what you, either. What do you agree with there? We've never agreed with our movie. Don't tell me you're one of those wizard. ones who's like, it's like they wrote me. <laughs> Man, I can't watch Hustlers. Man, this is disgusting. Who wants to go watch Wolf of Wall Street? Like, I don't get it. It's all right. It, yeah. The whole point is, can they get the, like Zach was saying, the empathy across? And I think they do 100%. Mm-hmm. I am yep. looking forward mm-hmm. to what Sydney's going to do next, what Tali's going to do next. Yeah. Hell, you know, watch. I'll watch Theodore Pellerine. He's the kid. I'll watch what he's yes. doing next, too. I thought he did a... Yeah, he was good. He, he was right, because to, to this point... <laughs> Amanda didn't like him. Oh, no, I didn't like, like his character is just kind thank of so... You. Yeah. You don't like the he did character, a good job. but he pulled through, and he it's like... He pulled through with it. What yeah. An in, yeah, you know, that's a movie right there where you could have discussions about these characters, and it's almost like a, um, they may not be the best of characters, but you do what you got to do to move forward. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I can't wait to watch this one again. I, yeah. I really can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely excited to check this one out again. I'm excited to see uh, what the inner cuties think when they get a chance to check mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts, or are we uh, all recommending this one? Definitely recommend it. Uh, highly yeah. recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let us know what you think of Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. But that's all for this edition of Let Us Explain on Intercut. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or letterbox at Zshevich. Amanda, where can people catch more from you? You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, all of the above at Amanda the Jedi. Arturo? You can find me quarantined in my home and follow me virtually on the A to Z show on Let Me Explain. Someone said that I don't shout out Let Me Explain. I feel like I always say A to Z show Let Me Explain. So this is A to Z show Let Me Explain on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. I don't think Elamie really needs me to shout it out from Intercut. Yes. But uh, I think Intercut needs more over here. Yeah. But uh, no, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Amanda, for being on. Always love talking movies. And we have a lot of other Sundance stuff that's going to be coming out. We'll also have Kajillionaire. Uh, but like we said, we have that entire Sundance video where yes. you know go head that up you'll be hey some of those movies aren't even coming out till october you're gonna get the heads up on some of the little stuff that uh, yeah. we were able to get from the q a's and from the early screenings so thank you guys for watching and you Absolutely. can find me every week 
all of us on the Intercut Podcast. You Hell can yeah. listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher, I Like Overcast. And then make sure you subscribe not just to the audio feed, but the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod. You can catch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of Intercut every Friday, as well as these sporadic Let Us Explains. And please leave us a comment, like the video, consider heading over to iTunes to leave us a five-star, five-star review. Like our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pages, all of them are at Pod to get updates throughout the week from Art, from Amanda, from me, from all of the people we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, I, I didn't write one down here. I don't have anything here. Never, early, sometimes, always. Yeah, that's a, that's a quote from the movie. <laughs> there you go. That's good. That's fine that's with good. me.